0: This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 45. I'm Andy Mindler.
1: And I'm Brendan Trombley. And I'm Trevor Williams.
2: And I'm Andrew
1: Ford.
0: We're Roushiless. <laughs> We're Roushiless. He's abandoned us. He He's left the wagon.
1: It's kind of a swinging pendulum <laughs> these days.
3: Consult your doctor if your Roushy condition lasts longer than two weeks. <laughs>
0: I mean, he is extremely busy. What with being on vacation
2: and <laughs> playing a new video game—is that what's happening right now?
0: Was he playing?
2: Wasn't he say he was playing Loop Hero, which I only oh, know the yeah. barest of knowledge about.
0: I don't even. I don't even know. I, I've heard. I've heard it's good. Is it a new game? Tell me more. I don't think it's I that new. I've heard. <laughs> <of> literally,
1: <laughs> don't know what it is. I guess he can tell us about it next time he shows up. Yeah. Mm. I have been
0: playing you a can... new game though, because I got my work PC. I got a, oh, yeah. I got my work PC back which has an RTX card in it. Uh so I got control cuz I wanted to see real-time ray tracing stuff in action. Mm-hmm. And um it is a beautiful game. Like it is so pretty. Even like with the RTX stuff like the ray tracing stuff all turned off, it I mean honestly the RTX stuff doesn't really change too much. Um, It just adds, like, real-time reflections, which are very subtle. Um, But it's so pretty, and also, it's really cool. It's just a freaking awesome game. (laughs) I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but I'm having a great time. Like, the world and the lore and stuff is so weird and good. What sort of game is it? It's a third-person action shooter it's made by remedy who did um i think like the max Payne games and um alan wake and quantum break
1: so is it like real life themed like modern day like it's not sci-fi it's not it's
0: well it's sci-fi but it's modern it's modern day but it's they call it what do they call it it's like the new weird or something is anybody familiar with this is that like a genre? Toward, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a genre of fiction. You, I guess like, um, did you see the movie Annihilation? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that is considered um, new weird fiction. Where so it's, it's like, like
1: sci-fi when a bunch of sci-fi stuff just sort of appears in our modern-day normal world, essentially.
0: Kind of. Yeah, I guess where it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not super well versed in it. I got the art book and i was reading through some of the stuff the art book is also dope as hell but in some of their inspirations and stuff they mentioned that new weird was like a big inspiration for all of their stuff and they mentioned the i think it's called the southern reach books which is what annihilation is based off of and a few others that i hadn't heard of yeah, that kind of jives a little bit with the themes in the game where you show up to a building and weird shit is happening. You suddenly become the director of this operation, this bureau uh for seemingly inexplicable reasons. Okay? You yeah, it's hard. I I don't want to say too much because going into it kind of blind actually is pretty good like there's so much world building and lore like you can find so many little like written things and stuff throughout the world and like audio logs and stuff and they did so much writing it's all very good and strange (laughs) the ideas are all weird and good so
1: man new weird and good
0: yeah, I, I, would, I wish, like, somebody else had played it or else, so that we could talk about it, but because no <laughs> one else has
3: and I haven't beaten it yet,
0: there's, it's not an easy thing to discuss.
3: I'm desperately trying to beat Noita right now and dying over and over again, but I feel like just from, like, the first five minutes of this podcast, I have my next two games lined up already with, you know, Control and, uh, what was the other one, Loop Hero loop oh, here yeah. is going to be like my crack and control looks like a very good sort of like you know off take because i love that sort of like you know new weird shit
1: i haven't been playing anything new same old same old hey you know what we haven't talked about on this podcast in like so long we haven't talked about minecraft
0: minecraft
1: mm. can you believe how many episodes we've we gone without talking about minecraft we're starting to feel withdrawal you know a little bit of itching a little bit yeah i mean i, I personally haven't played it actually since like the pandemic we, we, we like mm-hmm. jumped on it really hard when the pandemic first started that's why we were talking about it a lot like almost a year ago Yeah, but yeah we sort of fell off of it for now well there was a big update coming up which is going to be kind of cool caves and i mean like there what? was a big was update a not
0: that long ago uh which was why i was playing it at least a few months ago
1: the what the ocean like the, the, the big update from last year? like the village pillagers and villagers thing that one mm, sure. that was the big update yeah. from last year as far as i know okay this is a game. I don't think that
0: that's I've... right. That doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta Another,
1: fact check this.
3: There was like an aquatic update, and there was also like the Illagers and Pillagers update. I think that was the one afterward. Um, and then I'm assuming the one after that is the one that we're waiting on now, which is the caves and mountains update. Yeah.
1: They come and they come out with essentially one big update a year these days. No, it
0: was the the Nether update was in 2020. Oh, oh right. right. Yes, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what I was playing for because I needed to build up enough shit so that I could travel to the nether and then get netherite and shit like that because they added a whole new tier of uh, gear quality.
1: Yeah, and you have to like branch mine down at like extremely dangerous levels where lava just appears and hits you in the face if you're not careful.
4: Yeah.
0: You need netherite gear to
3: protect you from shit. The only wow. safe way to mine netherite gear is wearing netherite gear. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Or in my case, you but. just cheat to get yourself netherite gear and then you mine netherite <laughs> gear and then you are like, I did it.
1: Great job, Damn. me. One thing that's nice about it is like it takes like one I mean you have to you have to mine for a while to get like four little chunks of netherite and then you turn it into a netherite bar. But then it's just yeah. one bar for one piece of equipment to upgrade. So it's not like yeah, it's not like a, a like a chess piece requires how many diamonds if you want to make a diamond chess piece. It just requires the one bar to upgrade that chess piece to netherite.
0: It took me so long to figure out how to fucking do it because you don't do it in like the uh, regular grid, like crafting grid. You have to do it at a an anvil, I think. Oh Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Some there's either either that or some other special like. Block. I don't
0: think it's the anvil. It's something else. Shit, what Is it an was enchanting it
3: enchanting table? It wasn't no, an enchanting
0: it's... table. It's like something where it's it seemed like that's its only purpose was uh, basically yeah.
1: It's like yeah. a grindstone or a whetstone or something crazy like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, God, I gotta
1: look at this. It's shit. the stripper pole. It's the Minecraft stripper pole. <laughs> mm. Special items.
0: I think it's the smithing table.
1: Smithing table.
0: Okay, sure. I can believe it's it. plausible. It, the only thing it does is upgrade gear <laughs> with
1: netherite. It seems like.
3: Oh, I think it's also used for giving villagers professions.
1: I don't know. This could oh. something like that. The it's it's yeah. It, the each block, each of those blocks is like a profession block. So if you want a villager to yeah. be a specific profession, you put one of those
3: down for that profession. Yep. So, yeah. So two uses. Yeah. Like In my uh, Minecraft world that I play on with friends, um, there's been a lot of. Uh, attention gone into that in order to find uh, villagers with the best particular trades for particular professions um, and it's been kind of very automated to the point where it's like you look at a villager you see whether or not they you like the trade that they have and if you don't like the trade that they have well if they're lucky in their profession like a librarian you just reset them and see if they come back with better trade if they're not lucky, and they're a profession that um, you know you can't reset their trades, you push a different button, and they go to a farm up in the north, upstate.
1: Hell. Yes, I believe we made that very joke about a year ago. Yes. <laughs> ah, geez.
3: I'm getting um, predictable.
1: Oh well, but uh, so how many of you guys played this game? Like, you know, like right around 2010 was when the 20, 2009 I think was when the game technically first came out, and 2010 was sort of the year it really started to explode
0: i think 2010 was the year i started because i was in north carolina
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it was for me too because i was introduced to it by the students i was working with at the time
3: i think i dabbled with it a little bit when it was early in sort of like beta stage but it was the sort of game where if i recall correctly like i was in the 3d world going around punching things but i didn't actually know what to do Um, in terms of I didn't know how to make a crafting table. Um, And there's no sort of like tutorial in the game at that point. You had to sort of like figure it out yourself. Yeah. Um, And I was just sort of like experimenting with it. And I don't even remember how I got pointed towards it. But like, I didn't really sort of see what to do. I wasn't sort of like understanding it. And I wasn't very invested. So I just, you know, quit at that point. And I don't think I even managed to make a crafting table at that point. And I didn't play it for like a decade. Right.
0: (laughs) I mean, this was also like right at the beginning of when Let's Plays started coming out on YouTube, yeah. because no Minecraft one really Let's Plays was were making the thing. That. Yeah,
1: they were the shit, man. Oh my god,
0: That's how you would figure shit out is go watch a shitty Let's Play
1: or a good one. There were some good ones. No, I used to watch dogs. the Yogs cast. Remember that one? I do. <laughs> but um, what were you gonna say, so- Ford?
2: oh yeah yeah I, i'm trying not to like go on too much of a big rant but it, it seems like like i didn't maybe played it like a tiny bit way back then but i didn't really play it like i didn't really give it a serious attempt to at look very recently and like i'm just kind of shocked at how little the game makes any effort into teaching you anything like nothing is like <laughs> tutorialized oh yeah nothing is like helping you find shit out like you know you're dropping this thing it becomes night and shit just comes up and kills you like, yeah, the crafting table thing, like, that took me a while to figure out, because it's like, I have a bunch of wood, how do I make more of shit? And it's like, oh, you need to make this other wooden thing. Like, why? Who would figure that yeah. out? Like, it just, you, have you have to turn just the wood into randomly... other wood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you need to, and then you, have to put you need, need, to, turn in, you need to
2: turn wood into th- wood, wood to the sequel to wood, and then you make a <laughs> crafting table, and then you make everything, I guess. I don't know. Like, there's just so much shit about this game that, like, I'm kind of shocked that it's so popular, because, like, yeah. it's just, like, so, it's so obtuse. Not, like, and super like, obtuse, but, like, enough that it's just... I'm shocked that people, like, kind of get into it. I guess they look up right. stuff. I'm trying not to look up stuff too much.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, the things when I was playing it back in beta, there wasn't even, sort of, like, a menu for recipes or whatnot. You always had to place items in a grid in order to produce a particular item. Like, Ugh. apparently, that sort of menu was added later. Yeah, it was, that, menu is, really that menu
2: sucks ass, by the way. I hate it. I yeah, <laughs> hey, it's better than not having it.
3: Uh, it's interesting,
0: because, like, right when it's, like, when I picked it up, like notch was releasing new content every friday i think and -hmm. so that was kind of like a big deal like in the community it was like oh shit, it's friday what did he add and he would like not give detailed notes so it was like the entire community would just go nuts and work together to try and figure out what's new what 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 new thing can you do now like what can you change so um you kind of figured stuff out on your own. And I think that's kind of where a lot of like that non tutorializing comes from is like the spirit of figuring it out together or like yourself. Um, and it kind of grew along like week by week at such a steady pace that I think, uh, tutorializing really wasn't a priority. And it, I mean, even the, little tutorialization that is in there now which i was i just started playing it and i was surprised by the stuff that was like popping up in the corner um that is still even that is really new relatively like only like the past few years
1: yeah and weirdly Uh, a lot of it kind of was like an evolution out of the xbox version yeah hmm like the Xbox version had to have a better crafting system because of how annoying it is to like click, you can't click and drag items like you can with a mouse and so better the menu influence. for crafting. I, <laughs> I think, think, I found think
0: that... the console version is dog shit. Like it's bad. Like
3: it just is so not millions
1: game. and millions of kids still play it. Cause it just doesn't matter.
3: I always they, find that an interesting split—the fact that you've got like the Java edition and the Bedrock edition—interesting is an and, interesting
1: choice of words to use for that. <laughs> uh, I think it's bullshit. I,
3: I mean, I think that having a backend in a language other than Java makes sense in terms of optimization and whatnot. But honestly, Java's fine as well, potentially. But the fact that you have basically two separate implementations of the same game, like that you're maintaining in parallel, is. It's horseshit. It's the worst thing yeah, ever. I don't why envy do do to I don't envy the software developers for that. <laughs> but I also understand why they didn't want to put Java on Xbox. Except yeah, the Bedrock version is absolute shit. I mean, honestly, that's part of what I find fascinating about Minecraft. The fact that so much of it is kind of, like, bad. Like, the art. Some people are going to defend the style, but, like, my impression is it's basically like, yeah, well, you know, he was a programmer and he had to do some art so he could make a 3D world. So, blocks. Boom, and that's a particular style now, but honestly, a lot of it's pretty goddamn ugly. Yeah, I disagree. I think okay, Please I do. think.
1: Well, I mean, I think that the the art style matches the gameplay very well. Okay, I think like a real like, and I don't know if you've ever seen like you can you can make like a HD textured Minecraft now, and it like looks like stupid as hell because it's blocks. So like a really basic, pixely art style works really well for this sort of, kind of macro block kind of game um -hmm. so like i i think that they're actually very like well meshed but um
0: i think there are texture packs that are using like the same like pixel density as the original stuff
1: yeah but are much better looking yeah Um, i think also if you just add a couple basic shaders to minecraft it's oh my
0: god yes the shader packs and stuff okay so have you played the rtx uh version of minecraft any of you the one where they made where it has like ray traced global illumination and stuff uh the shader packs i think that like you can get and i've been playing with on my mac i think those look better than the rtx like global illumination version of minecraft because it it i don't know i don't know why i feel like the the RTX stuff just looks so bland. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look very good. Whereas like the shader packs for some reason look really nice. The lighting. I just, and yeah. It, when I, when
1: I see like a, when I see like a, a non shader and vanilla version of a, of a build and they might even be using the, the default texture back both times. It's just, it's crazy how, how much of a difference, like some good lighting and shadows and stuff makes. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I kind of wanted to reflect a little on, like... So, Minecraft was one of the first early access games, right? Like, that wasn't really a thing yet. Yeah. And so, like, this is a game that, like... It developed alongside of its audience, which is a like, thing you were kind of talking about, Andy. Um, and, like, I, I think that's always such an interesting... Like, it's like a, uh, I hate using the word interesting, I'm sorry. But, um...
3: It's interesting. Fascinating.
1: In I know, it's <laughs> such a nothing word. But, yeah. um just the, the like the relationship between the audience and the creator uh is very different when when you're kind of like able to when the audience is able to give the creator feedback over time and then the creator is still developing the thing as as it's being made and like so you have this sort of you know does the creator have like a vision for this game and like particular things that the creator does and doesn't doesn't want to do and how does the uh audience kind of affect that and then Minecraft gets even more interesting because its owner has like changed multiple times the audience has, I guess, evolved and changed. You know, some of them have grown up and quit or maybe some people even now, like their own kids could be playing the game when they first started after playing the game as kids themselves. Like, I think we're getting to that, right? If the game's over a decade old. Um, but like, you know, so each, each time, like Minecraft adds something new, what's its character? Like, like, is there like an essence of Minecraft that has been maintained through? You know, like like are there particular changes to the game that have been, I don't know, like like uh uh like do they have like integrity to the values of Minecraft or or have they changed it in ways away from how it should be?
3: I've always felt like Minecraft is sort of multiple games sort of merged into one. And part of that depends on sort of like, you know, what it is you're playing the game for, but all of it part of it also depends on sort of like how far into the game that you like have gotten. And I think this is also unfortunately going to channel much of what I said a year ago, and I can't remember all of that, so bear with me if I'm repeating myself. But you're going
1: to say something about Factorio. You're going to I'm compare going to skip over that for
3: now. Actually, oh, I'm okay. not actually thinking about Factorio. Um, well, I'm thinking about it, but He's not in of this context. minor. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about sort of you start the game, and it's kind of like one of those like you know you're naked in the woods sort of games. Go find a tree and punch it. Uh, I mean, and it, was- like- it
1: invented that
3: yes i know (laughs) but i mean like basically like at the very beginning of the game you're very vulnerable you have no resources and you know you're sort of like you know building up a world from nothing um and harvesting the resources around you but the world's very dangerous especially if you don't know what you're doing and you're likely going to die over and over and over again but and you know sort of like it becomes this sort of like you know hardcore survival game and um to an extent But the thing is, after you've been in a world for a long time and you've built up resources and, you know, sort of, you know, started building farms and things like that, you enter this sort of like post-scarcity economy. And I'm pretty sure I used that phrase at least a year ago. Yes. um, Where it's no longer like a matter of survival and whatnot, but more an artistic endeavor in which you're sort of like building and decorating and whatnot and sort of building interesting systems. And at that point, it's like you're no longer sort of like, you know, playing with a game like as a sort of like you know fighting for your life sort of like man against the world sort of thing you're more sort of like you know a creator sort of like you know just engaging with the raw systems of the game to do weird and interesting things which i find interesting and i mean like i know people have also modded it to do things like you know have combat and multiplayer and whatnot and i feel like the game's probably not great at that but i mean if people enjoy it more power to them
1: it was good enough to, ins- to essentially inspire not just the survival game genre, but also the entire Battle Royale genre. I don't, know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but the first like Battle Royale games were Hunger Games mods on Minecraft. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's what that pre- predates like H1Z1 and all the other ones.
3: Hmm. I played them. They were annoying as hell. god like the combat in minecraft just player versus environment is always a little bit frustrating to me and i can only imagine how frustrating it has to be player versus player yeah yeah
2: yeah is there any like just by the fact that it's like a first person melee combat game can you guys think of any (laughs) good instances of like first person melee combat
1: no pretty much none yeah that's one of the, of the things that they like edited over time. They have made improvements to it, which I don't know if I wow. would say they made them Minecrafty or not. <laughs> okay, wow. Can't imagine I'm not... how
2: bad it used to be. Jesus, it's still awful. Yeah. I mean
0: from playing it recently, because like I, I for a long time I hadn't played it, I think for a few years. And then I played it again this year. And I know they were like, Yeah, we overhauled the combat, the melee combat and stuff, and playing with it, I'm like, this feels the exact same. The only thing different is that, like, after you swipe, there's like a cooldown until like you'll have like another hit that's like max damage. Like, you can't just like spam it. But honestly, it doesn't feel any different. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't call it a complete overhaul. I would say a minor tweak.
1: Did I say did I use the word overhaul? I guess I guess tweaks is probably the more. Oh no accurate. no! I'm
0: saying this is they they said that like I, oh, I yeah, recall yeah. like. This was a thing that was one of, part part of one of the updates. It's like an it overhaul to yeah. the combat Man, system. I
1: remember like, yeah, I remember so many things that like it used to be just like a single click. You could just spam it as much as you want, right? And like the same amount yeah. of damage per hit. There yeah. was like a point where they added blocking, like you could block with your sword, but there wasn't always a block. There wasn't even yeah. a shield at one point. Yeah, uh, I
3: think they introduced the shield
1: and that replaced the sword block. It did, exactly. Um the, they added like a, some counterplay, so actually the best single hit damage is an axe, and an axe also can bust through shields. So there's supposed to be like a bit of a like rock paper scissors, I think, going on there. I've never heard of when I, when I, really high level PvP, as far as I can tell, is still like you're you're a, a crazy wizard with Ender Pearls, and you're like teleporting all over the place like all the time. And then you get close to someone, you you spam them with the sword until they're dead, like a diamond sword with like shit tons of enchantments.
3: <laughs> it makes me a little bit sad that it's like you know you're not using the crossbow or the trident or the bow. Yeah, as or, far as know, I know, just... there's stuff. a trident. I didn't even know there's that. a trident. They added that in the aquatic update. They did. It's useful for when you're underwater. A crossbow. What they good added is a crossbow? that? Is. And villagers and pillagers. It's no good. That's the problem. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs>
0: That seems, yeah, the, that seems like a lot of like what they do is they add shit, but it's bad. And so you don't want to use it. So it's like, okay, this didn't add any value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. It's like those are the sorts of additions that to me, yeah, they don't actually feel They that feels like they're right. They're trying to improve part of the game that isn't the core of the game. But it doesn't every feel time like they're they,
0: trying to improve anything. It just feels like they're adding things to add I mean, stuff, yeah. you know? yeah like hopefully they are trying
1: add. to add a variety there's not implementing it well um but each of these updates i always go well thank god at least they added all these new crafting blocks and that's that you mm-hmm. know like they always add like a bunch of new building blocks to each one and like it gives you more like shapes and colors and patterns and whatever to to build with and that always feels like a very minecrafty part of a, of, a, of an update and when they don't yeah. have those it feels weird yeah yeah mm-hmm.
3: i mean For me, it's, again, that sort of like phase one, you know, survival, phase two, post-scarcity. Like, there's always something for the phase two. It's like new color blocks, new ways to decorate, new things. And then like with phase one, it's like, that's when you might care about, you know, tridents and crossbows or whatnot, because you're actually dependent on those sorts of things to survive. When you're in phase two, it's like you turn on a machine, and then monsters fall from the heavens to their deaths, like in pools of lava, and their drops are harvested by a series of redstone uh droppers in a chain which also sorts their outputs and you know auto smelts it for you and stuff like that. So
1: <laughs> which all of the things you just described were like Minecraft. This is one thing that's interesting because I played a, I played some of those mods, right? Like um uh tech it was a mod that was like a combination of actually many individual mods and it was like a mod pack. And they had all these automation things like tubes and sorters and ways to like uh you know like automate pretty much every aspect of the game. And then Minecraft some years later adds kind of their own version of these things and they always felt like super clunky compared to the Tekkit version like you had to Are you you talking know, about redstone well no so like there's no pipes in the real game there's you chain these hoppers together yeah but but uh, to me a hopper is like a funnel right it goes from like up to down but for yeah. some reason you can chain a bunch of hoppers in a straight line and each mm-hmm. one costs like a lot of iron and it looks really stupid. And there's no way to look at it and tell like really which way like the flow of the materials are going. It seems like a really inelegant version of what other mods had done very elegantly. And I wonder if, was there a design principle they were trying to stay true to there? Or were they like, well, shit, the mods already did it this way. Now we can't do it that way. We have to do it in a weird, unique way so that we don't look like we're copying the mods.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of, like, what the design ethos is that defines (laughs) Minecraft.
1: I want to guess Um, it. That's what I want us to figure out today. That's that's our takeaway.
3: I don't know what it is, to be honest. (laughs) One of the things that I think could be informative is, like, I know Notch, was he, like, a solo developer on it for a long time? Oh, yeah. For a very long time. Right. So, like, how late did he start involving other people in the development of it? Because I feel like part of, like, the nature of minecraft is the result of it being the product of a single person's you know sort of persona and ideas for such a long period of time to shape the game so ext- extensively
0: i think uh what is it jens Bergenson or whatever he was the second dev to ever touch Minecraft. Right. Uh, notch got uh, bored
1: with it and kind of outsourced it <laughs> he made this he made his company mojang or mojang or whatever basically dropped oh, minecraft stop yeah. stop add uh adding stuff to it and hired another developer to, to take over and he was going to work on some other game i think it was called Cobalt, was it was that supposed to be his game i forget
0: no that was an- the other another guy there's game he was working on his own
1: shit he was and there, nothing ever there's came a game
3: it. called scrolls i think but that i think was later post microsoft acquisition or something that
0: also scrolls. was not him
1: that was well, published was by
3: the
0: yeah, he was doing some, who knows what the hell he was doing. Slowly but, I mean, losing up to, his
1: mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the the riches or, or whatever turned him into what he is now. Um, I'm trying to remember about what <laughs> about what time. Um, I don't know what the that, game
0: looked like, what the state of the game was when he stepped off it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember too now. I'm, you know It was definitely, what was it around 2011, 2012, I guess, probably? Like like a couple years in, right? Yeah, and at that point, I mean, the Nether had been added. He the Nether was added pretty early on. It was Halloween yeah. update. Halloween twenty ten. Yeah, like it was like it had already been in the game after I started playing it because I, I, I think, played in like I think holiday season of that year.
0: He stepped off after there was like a complete game loop. Like I think the end was in.
1: No, um, definitely not. I could, I, I'd be very surprised if the end was in, or maybe I thought, hmm.
0: I thought that like he did notch work on the dragon. If, I think so.
1: Okay, then maybe that's it. The end still feels recent to me, which just shows what an old fogey I am. It's,
0: <laughs> I, I think that it was like there was a full loop, and then he stepped off. Interesting. Okay, okay. I could be wrong. It's been a million fucking years at this point. yeah right and also I'm not a goddamn Minecraft historian get off my back yeah it's
1: interesting though because like the end doesn't necessarily feel like to me it actually felt like he was just trying to yeah kind of just like wrap it up you know because the end came with the strongholds and the strongholds came with a very strange mechanic that felt kind of not right because like only one stronghold spawned per game and you had to make an item that like it's like your, your like, uh, what's the dousing rod basically towards, towards it. Oh, right. And it was just this weird process and it, it created this kind of, it was kind of like connecting some dots with like some tech tree nonsense, right? Cause you had to use items from the nether to make the dowsing rod that it, it's called an eye of ender and it floats up in the air and flies in the direction of the thing. you. Where but you, that also
0: feels very notch to like put something in that literally like in your game, there's only one of it. And so it's like next to impossible to find. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like something he would do where he's just like,
1: yeah, there's just one. One per minute. It did, but doesn't that feel kind of tacked on still, though? Like, it's like he was just trying to make it on
0: like towards the end of where he was trying to just get off of it. I mean, right where he was starting to burn out.
3: I don't know. I don't know. It does feel like it doesn't exactly jive with the sort of open world, you know, decorating extravaganza phase two post-scarcity. It yeah. feels like it's more sort of like trying to extend phase one of the game to the point where it's like, yeah, you build up your armor and weapons and you go find this one thing and then you kill this thing and boom, game over, credits, roll, you stop playing. Done. And I guess in the end of the day, like, it's kind of doesn't feel like it jives with the phase two of Minecraft play. No. Yeah,
2: because so either. It kind of feels like it's not really like a phase one and then a phase two, even if that's how it naturally plays to a lot of people. It's like two games crammed into one game, basically. There's like a very limited like adventure game with like a boss. Game. Yeah, combat and there's the final boss. And then the, there's also a, you know, uh creative building game in the same game, basically. Yeah.
1: You but just you can't play I... the second
2: one until you do the first one a little bit.
1: Um, you're actually, you're kind of like, you're kind of making me realize though, the first part of Minecraft is those two things married really well together because at the very beginning of the game, you are creatively solving problems through building to make yourself safe and to get yourself the like resources and, and like the space you need to like do your next goal. And that works up until the point essentially where you go to the nether and then it kind of stops. I mean, you, I guess you build in the nether... Uh, to protect yourself, still, but th- then it really, really falls apart once you get to the end part, right? Because you're not, you're not building a solution in- to get to the end. You are just following some instructions, essentially. And I think I maybe mean, I... that's where the like the the core essence of Minecraft, at least for me, it, that's where it was, right? Is like that marriage between those two parts of the game where mm-hmm. they worked really well together.
3: I guess I'm thinking about it in terms of game difficulty. Like the game is hard at the beginning in terms of survival or whatnot, um, and I think that. I, you know, have been playing Minecraft on and off with friends for the last couple of years, and the parts that I've always enjoyed are when we sort of started on a new world, and we're sort of, like, scouting around, trying to find a place to, you know, set up, trying to survive those first couple nights um, without being, you know, super, you know, defensive about it, like, you know, walling ourselves in the ground or whatnot. Um, But yeah, like, as soon as you get to, like, the nether or thereabouts, like, the difficulty falls off a cliff and everything becomes very easy and everything's trivial um uh, and there's still a-
0: <laughs> what the nether is like super difficult have you gone to the fortresses in the nether yep with and I've like the a withers and stuff
3: yeah Th- that's really difficult uh, i guess in terms of difficult uh, uh maybe i'm phrasing this wrong maybe i'm thinking about it wrong but and maybe like i just was using the the Nether as the example of where the difficulty ends because that's what uh, Brendan was talking about earlier. But I do feel like again, it's one of those cases where the difficulty in the game is front loaded, and it becomes easier after you've established yourself and have a source of equipment or whatnot. And then even if you go into the Nether and die and whatnot, oh, you can just reequip yourself and sort of go out and try again.
1: Yeah, I think I think there there are there are some parts of the game that try, I think do an okay job at the sort of next step. After you've sort of gotten your safety, and I think it's all about the villages. To be honest, I think the villages are actually mm-hmm. the important part. They uh, they they really like incentivize you to take the next step. And instead of just protecting yourself, you have to protect a bunch of stupid NPCs, essentially, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you have to like build up a wall and, and and like like really like keep your villages safe and upgrade them and all that kind of stuff. I guess I guess I could see that being kind of the next like the, the like, at least an, an all right marriage between the the like. Combat side and the building side, and and, and kind of you know keeping them safe and stuff. I, I don't know. After that, though, I, I kind of feel like it loses me.
3: <laughs> and I could see that working if, for instance, the villagers would get raided like automatically. But you Instead have of you to, intention- to choose to do it exactly, like yeah. with the current design.
1: No, but they still get like attacked by zombies and stuff if you are not good True. at um, walling them off. I would, I would like. I think, I, I think it would have made a lot more sense if the villages were integral to your advancement to the end. I think that's what, I think that may be a major change that I would make. Like maybe you would have to really upgrade your priest or something to like get you the thing you need to get to the end next so that you're incentivized to like build up the village.
0: The villagers feel very like they're there and like you can utilize them a little bit, but they're really like not important and like you can ignore them almost completely. They're kind of tacked on like a lot of things. Yeah, they're very tacked on. Like, they, you're right, they could be, they could have been integrated much better. Like, it's just that there's so much randomization going on with them that it makes it almost impossible to
1: work with them. Randomization. I would say that's a big notch slash Minecraft thing. (laughs) Yeah. Randomly generated.
0: their, Their whole, like, functionality is so detached from anything and then randomized on top of that that you walk up to them and it's like are you even like usable or useful in any way no well all right what the fuck like <laughs> there's no way to like just look and be like oh that that's useful or it, it. and you can't like engage with them in any meaningful way to like advance them in a way you know, you <laughs> you can upgrade them, but again, the upgrades then are randomized, mm-hmm. and so you 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 have no like path forward to like work towards making things better. It's purely random. You so you you're do. better off just killing them and then just like spawning more.
1: Yeah, the path is to ran- roll the random dice a million times till you get the result you want. That's which is which is nothing. better not
0: that, that is nothing. That is no. not. Design <laughs> that is the lack of
1: design. That's it's chance. designing grinding into your into your thing.
3: But one of the things I find that's interesting as a result of all of this is that people, myself included, typically look at villagers as systems rather than sort of you know entities or NPCs or having any attachment to them. And so, like you know, when we're talking about sort of dropping them in lava or something to deal with villagers that have you know unwanted trades or whatnot, like there's not a lot of people that I've encountered that have any sort of ethical qualms about that and I'm the sort of person that always feels bad about like lying to NPCs in games and stuff like that but it's like you know dropping a villager in lava whatever (laughs) you didn't Uh, have any good trades anyway
1: I've never yeah I don't I've never like done that to villagers
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna argue too hard on this but it seems like (laughs) bad that a game that kids really like potentially teaches kids to view humans as tools that can be killed
1: and reused at will uh, it <laughs> well, it's also it's like cattle, yeah, yeah. Factory farming of all of the, <laughs> all of the, all of the animals, just stick them oh. in a tiny cage and ti- and crowd mm-hmm. them in as much as possible, and or make an automatic chicken murder machine.
3: Yep. Oh, and you, you want to get all the achievements? You have to get a villager struck by lightning. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> Turns it into a witch, and oh I think that's an achievement.
2: <laughs> huh. Of course, it is. Very grounded in reality and verisimilitude science yes Mm -hmm. it's just a bum because like
0: the the villagers seem like something that could be a really deep interesting system and instead it's just like a empty box that you open up every now and again and see if something random is there that's useful and if not then throw it away like
1: yeah and that's exactly how the enchanting system works too which is another one of those systems that to me feels like it was not made in a minecrafty way it feels very tact like it feels very separate
3: this is such a goddamn leap that i'm hesitant to bring it up but it's going through my head repeatedly because we're talking about villages over and over again my mind keeps going back to diablo one in tristram where you're sort of going around that village interacting with the villagers there there's no upgrading them but you talk with them you trade with them all this other thing you spend a game sort of like building connections to them and whatnot and you know it's a totally different game totally different genre And then in Diablo 2, you come back and then you like, they're all dead. And, you know, Griswold is a zombie and you feel horrible about it, despite the fact that like, you know, you're not responsible or sort of like doing any of that. But like, it's just it's such a different experience with villages as opposed to like Minecraft. I mean, you're kind of responsible. Oh, I mean the protagonist from Diablo One. Yes, yes, uh, (laughs) you are directly responsible. Well, the character—the
2: character is the The character. There's a a dissonance between the character's actions and the player's actions in that game. I guess that's right.
3: Yeah, you can't hold me responsible for what I do in a cutscene. Those are the rules. (laughs) (laughs) And the phoenix downs don't work in cutscenes.
2: Those are only for unconscious people,
1: though. Oh, is that how that works? I don't know. I'm just bullshitting at this point. <laughs> Downed. Gosh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm trying to think of like other. Is there anything else in Minecraft that feels like it was not Minecrafty and like why?
2: Can I can I just complain about one more thing, which is probably irrelevant?
0: <laughs> go for no, it. No, go ahead. You you were the one that really brought this up in the Slack channel, so I was curious what things are you <laughs> interested in talking about, like. Besides the tutorialization, like, what are the pieces that are (laughs) working for you and not working for you? Yeah,
2: I mean, I had this kind of, I've gone through most of it already. I got kind of a laundry list of just complaints
1: about it. I want to hear it. His computer screen is illuminating his face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm switching back between my, my big list of notes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean most of it's about how the beginning of the game is just like hard to figure out what you even should do i mean in theory that kind of stuff i like but like this is just kind of brutal in terms of you know you have to figure out how to make a weapon and protect yourself and that like the day night cycles are really fast which is not great and obviously the combat is shit um the one one thing i was thinking about actually was kind of funny when you said before like oh it's so cool that they add all sorts of blocks in each update but like that just compounds how shitty the menus are. And like as a new player, <laughs> it just gets popular with so much bullshit that I don't care about. It's like I can't fucking find anything. You know, it just
1: like oh here's it also like... chokes your inventory with yeah. blocks. Yeah. Great. So now like...
3: you've got seven different colors of flowers in your inventory. You do, and <laughs> yeah, like right. five
1: different colors of wood now. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but just I, like love the building. Game... <laughs> I love building with multiple shades of wood in one build and and mixing together the logs and the planks it's like my favorite way to build anyways continue <laughs> well, I'm,
2: I'm sure it looks great um <laughs> yeah so again just the ui is kind of garbage again in theory i kind of like that sort of discovery sort of thing but i feel like it just is not well executed at all here and actually the one thing i want to complain about, which i thankfully haven't actually run into myself but i you know couldn't help but like read about people complaining is like Isn't there some mechanic where, like, if you try to mine a certain block with, like, a wrong pickaxe, it, like, is destroyed? What's up with that? Yes. Why? Uh, Why? Why?
1: It takes a really, really long time. Like, if you're mining something with the wrong kind of pickaxe, it also takes, like, a minute of chipping away at it to make it go away. Okay. And you shouldn't wait that long. Right. And then you after you finished, it doesn't produce anything. Yeah. But I mean, like
3: I feel like the reason that mechanic exists is to sort of force you to go through like the progression of picks, since otherwise you could just, you know, take your first wooden pickaxe and then go try to mine diamonds with it.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Right. I mean, I didn't realize it take it takes a super long time, but I think they should make it so it just doesn't destroy it at all, right? If it's like That makes sense, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Not not like, bing, cause like bing, that's bing. like Yeah, yeah, there you go. This the, the importance of sound design. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like a very common, I feel like it's a common, like, um, what do you call it, like anti-pattern in games? It's like, don't give the player an option to do something really, really slowly or in a shitty or bad way. Just make it obviously impossible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't allow the player to go down a path that, that clearly sucks and
1: is wasting their time, you know? What if though they were like, I don't know, what if they accidentally placed the block in front of them and trapped themselves and needed to get out? I think, I think maybe that's where... start to think like maybe you do need to be able to remove the block
3: but the only way you'd be able to do that is if you were able to pick up that block in the first place so you needed to be able to mine it originally Uh, yeah so like that that. you can you can mine it and your thing you can mine it your
0: thing can break and you can pick it up and then you'll not have it and then you can place it
3: yeah maybe in which case you're dumb and you deserve to die
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i'm more i'm
2: more like uh kind of projecting based on like hearing people like oh i tried to mine a diamond with a stone pickaxe and i lost the diamond like that sucks like that really sucks sucks. right that's why does the game let that happen that's bad that is very
0: bad and that is something that like even though it takes a long time it is like it's not readily apparent that you're doing something necessarily wrong it's just like, Oh, this is a time penalty. Cause it's a diamond. Like that's just how the mm-hmm. game works, which it kind of does. And then when it, the block breaks and it doesn't drop anything, you're like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah. And I mean, it's like, they say diamonds take forever.
0: <laughs> I'm shaking my head at you. What other, that- what other gripes do you have?
2: Yeah, I guess that's kind of the most of them. I haven't really gotten very deep into the game. Um, I think my current thing is just being annoyed at, like, how rare, like, even iron is, and, like, how quickly iron pickaxes break. Like, it took me, like, a long enough time to, like, find enough iron to do that, and it's just, like, well, use that thing for five minutes, now it's broken. Like, fuck, this is, like, I'm just gonna have to keep, like, going, (laughs) mining down into the earth to, like, justify, like, all of my other escapades. Like, that seems
1: really tedious and shitty. Just go cave diving. You get all all the iron and coal you could ever possibly imagine.
2: How would I know that? How would I know that?
1: Uh, it's a game about exploration. If you're not exploring, you're not going to get iron.
2: I am exploring. I'm going down. I'm I'm digging deep into the earth. Oh, but are I you finding out caves?
1: Go? Yeah, you should break into a cave, yeah. The first time I broke into a cave when I first played Minecraft was amazing. I love that experience.
2: Mm. I mean, I found caves I think- too. They didn't, they didn't seem very that rich with iron. So, so, am I just a victim of bad randomization? <laughs> it's
1: uh, impossible. Maybe, I don't I know how could, qu- quickly you're, you're, yeah, delving them or whatever.
3: I could also imagine, depending on sort of like when you were playing, I, I don't know how much they've sort of rebalanced resources or whatnot over the years, or if they even have. The the ore
1: distribution <laughs> has been basically the same. Um, you might, yeah, you might not be going deep enough or something, I don't know. But um, there's definitely a point where, iron becomes overabundant
3: but it's surprising that you have not gotten there yeah Yeah. admittedly part of this is sort of like knowing the systems of the game and being like yeah you want to mine down to like ya level you know negative 30 or 30 or something like that and then dig at that particular level and if you want to see the coordinate oh yeah this is actually a major gripe of mine like you need to have the coordinates in order to do basically anything especially coordinate with other people and the only way the coordinates are built into the game is to bring up the full fucking debug menu, which just covers your entire screen with text. Yeah, it's and gross. So it, and basically it makes it a complete and total requirement to like, install add-ons or suffer. Like, that feels like it should be part of the core UI.
0: There's a lot of the core UI that should be part of the core UI. The, the UI is just a disaster in Minecraft.
2: <laughs> How about a map you can put pins on? There you go. Ooh, have you made that exist though no. no i mean i'm saying that that should be in the beginning of the game not like a reward
3: yeah well even the map that you get as a reward is a really fucking awful like ui experience yes <laughs> you it's can do nightmare. interesting things with it but it's not useful as a map
1: no you can put pins on it now
0: by the time you get a map and like can make maps enough like you generally know the area well enough that you don't need it and also the map doesn't really cover a big enough area it's just a stupid thing
1: yeah i'm a little conflicted about the map system as far as it feeling minecrafty it's you know it's interesting that they they, they some of the systems i think they've made because the way that they are only because they were sort of stuck with the vocabulary that they already had in some instances you know like like a map wouldn't feel right in Minecraft. I don't think if it were like a menu versus like an item that you held in your hand. But then the fact that you have to hold it in your hand makes it limited in the way you can interact with it. Um, and then they had to like figure out ways to make you interact with it that weren't like m- interface based. I don't know. It definitely I understand. Painted into some corners.
3: What what is that term used before? Di- is it didactic diegetic. in terms of like er, diegetic. diegetic yes. Yes cuz like i'm thinking about the fact that that i do feel like what you're saying is true and uh oh god it slipped my mind diet diet
1: diegetic dietary diegetic
3: there we go Diagetic.
1: dynamism. Diegetic.
3: okay diegetic um so minecraft tries to have cookies yes uh di- <laughs> they, <laughs> minecraft tried to have all of their sort of like you know helper tools diegetic um in terms of they have like this compass you can hold they have mm-hmm. this sort of like like clock that you can hold to tell the time they have these maps and i've never known anybody in the game to use any of them for their intended purpose like they're just not useful enough because like that hand slot is super valuable and the information that they give you is like really sort of like presented in a very poor manner so like i can applaud them for trying to be diegetic with their sort of like approach to ui but it fails as a UI element because it's not useful. Yeah,
1: it's too limiting. But um, I guess diegeticness is one of those, I guess that's a, a, that must be a, a... What? A pillar? A pillar, yeah, yeah. It must be like a pretty important design component, come to think of it. I tried to make everything in the game unto itself. So it's randomization, exploration, uh block-based creativity and diegeticness. Those are, the, those are the four key pillars of Minecraft as we've discovered so far.
0: Mm, I feel like we're missing <laughs> some stuff here, but I Probably. also don't care enough.
1: <laughs> well, I'd say we, call, we, we consider, I consider this solved then. We yeah. did it.
3: All right. We solved now we Minecraft. Make, now we can make our Minecraft clone and make billions of dollars off of it. Right. By selling it the to first: uh, The Microsoft. first one ever made. The first Minecraft <laughs> yes. clone. Yes.
0: Yeah, Ford. <laughs> Ford, did we open your eyes to the beauty of Minecraft? Are you now a convert? No. <laughs> I, I want know. you. I want you to keep yeah, playing figures. it, and
1: then you can you can come back on in future episodes. We'll have a new segment called Ford mm-hmm. Bitches About Minecraft. <laughs> Does Great. Ford hate I'd love it? to do that? <laughs> so,
3: so let me ask Andy's question in a slightly different manner. Ford, are you more or less angry at Minecraft now than at the beginning of this episode?
2: Um. Oh, I don't know. Maybe about the about the same. The same is what I would (laughs) expect. Okay. I I don't think I've had any big revelations or
3: anything. Yeah, I don't know. Fair. And were there any other qualms you had about it that you wanted to discuss?
2: Oh, I could tell you a really stupid story about how I failed at farming. And
3: oh yes, absolutely.
2: So I only had like the barest idea of like how to do this stuff. Um, again, I tried not to. I'm kind of trying not to look up too much stuff because I generally like to play games blind. But I've inevitably absorbed some amount of you just can't in this game but go on yeah that's that's kind of my main issue with the whole fucking thing (laughs) anyway (laughs) so i've inadvertently absorbed various information about minecraft um so it's like i know like oh i can like plant uh wheat seeds in the ground and like make some food because i need food and i like without having to just kill all the animals so um are you trying not to
0: kill all the animals
2: I mean, I want to, there's like, it's mostly horses. I don't necessarily want to go and eat all the horses. Oh.
0: Dude, can, so. Is there horse meat? I don't oh, I actually so. know I don't this. I not think so. I hope not. Oh, I hope <laughs> there's horse meat. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to go and gonna... find a horse and eat it.
3: That's actually an interesting thing, because like, there's like only a certain set of animals that drop meat. It's like cows and pigs. I think that might be it. No, uh, they changed it Chickens. so like
0: almost everything drops meat now. Rabbits do everything. Yeah. Rabbits,
1: interesting. I don't know if pandas do. There are some other wild animals. I don't think they do, like wolves
3: and stuff. Dolphins don't. <laughs> Dolphin meat. <laughs> oh boy.
2: In any In case, a- I'm not going to kill a fucking horse to get its meat. Okay, I'm just not that <laughs> kind of person. Just putting it out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not a horse murderer. No.
1: I, Especially I'm, after I'm... our horse episode a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this, this is, is a pro. Horse. This is a.
2: <laughs> This is a decidedly <laughs> pro horse podcast now. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> so I'm trying to farm. Um, and I know at least that like, okay, I figured out that at least there's, you know, there's a hoe in the crafting menu. So it's like, okay, I use the hoe on the ground and I plant the stuff in the ground. And I also like had it gathered from some stupid Minecraft escapade with, uh, and <laughs> another friend where we were actually trying to only speak Japanese, which was a huge failure. Cause we're all terrible at it. And wow. they we're trying to teach me Minecraft like that. And I was able to gather that at least you're not supposed to step on it or jump on it or something when you're trying to grow weed in the ground. So it's like, okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll like, you know, till the ground, plant some seeds, then put up a fence around it. So I don't jump on it like an idiot. And then it's like, wow, it's really slow. Maybe I should water it. <laughs> so I take a bucket oh, no. of water and then destroy <laughs> the whole fucking thing. The water spills everywhere. There's like a giant pool of water that just like stays in the physics of water are completely baffling.
4: And then it took me like 10 minutes <laughs> yes. to figure out how to
2: get rid of all the fucking water. So it's like, okay. <laughs> that was a cool waste of time. And I learned something, I guess. So, and then I just just looked up what you had to do with the water and that's like, okay, I just put a bit, some water nearby, I guess. And that makes the plants watered. Yeah. You just
1: permit irrigation. You just, yeah. A bucket of of water in a hole permanently will water your crops forever.
0: That is one thing that I wish also was a little bit better was the farming because I'm like, it's so close to being like uh really interesting, like almost, harvest it? Mooney, it's close <laughs> it's almost somewhere if you just tweaked a few different things like you made it so you had to like hand water shit you know it wasn't just like a hole in the ground nearby that just like worked you know
3: if they harvest made your little weed more go energy. into village trade it for your <laughs> yeah. next tier of crop
1: figure out who to marry
0: <laughs> i i want that i want to marry like a villager weird <laughs> one of those weird villager things are they even the same species as you no, <laughs> <laughs> they're not.
2: They're not human, so you can just kill them whenever you want. Don't that's feel right.
1: Exactly. Oh, gee. The, the racism was in it the whole time. Whoa. <laughs> okay, uh... so that's the fifth pillar. Death of the author isn't real. <laughs> We've made it. It's called segment.
2: It's called cancellation <laughs> of the author, actually, now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, let's take a break. You want to take a break? Take a break. Hey, everyone, we're back. Welcome back, everyone. You're not <laughs> Thank saying to be <laughs> back. <laughs> do you guys want to do? Hey, check this out. So. so much so. Oh, that was that was really hard, guys. But yeah, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> you gonna, you feeling okay? <laughs>
1: I, I don't I can't do this first. Someone else go.
0: <laughs> I'll start. Uh mine is control. Play the game. It's good. I already talked about it. I'm done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Speed check this out. Speedrun. Just set the world record. <laughs>
3: That's right. I can go next, I guess. Um there's a YouTube channel, uh, slash maker. I hope I didn't refer to this a couple of weeks ago and forget about it. Like jokes I made about Factorio a year ago. Um, guy by the name of Joel Haber. Um, and uh, he did a quick series with a very sort of interesting sort of animation style where he sort of takes videos of like himself and then sort of like superimposes and like makes it cartoony with filters and whatnot. Um, but there's like, uh, what was it? There was a video that's like, uh, first time you play an rpg or something like that um and it's a series of like three videos it's very funny i enjoyed it check it out
1: okay i can go now i've i've composed myself um i think i've already uh i think i've already recommended the promised neverland the anime uh because the season two came out this season and i thought it was pretty good and then i came across a youtube video that was saying that they were like after like a season one of really following the story of the manga really closely they are butchering the second season with i guess insofar as the manga goes and so i started reading the manga and yes indeed they did they like i don't know if they like, i think they might be just taking entire huge sections of the story and rearranging them um but i do recommend checking out the promised neverland manga uh both because it's just very good and you get to Experience the story faster than the anime coming out. Um, This is a story that is really well defined by the fact that like each sort of major segment is kind of like a different genre, and it's really cool that they're kind of fitting different types of genres in one story. Um, And I think the actual manga has now completed, so you can actually do the whole story at once, which is
3: pretty sweet, so check it out. Nice. Are you going to recommend the audiobook next week?
1: Uh, (laughs) If you could audiobook a manga, I would be really surprised. And in this okay. panel, the character is stabbing the demon and saying, I have stabbed the demon. And in the next panel, they're having
0: sex. Oh, God. Okay, Are so we, I are guess we writing a story together
3: now? Is that what's happening? Is this a collaborative <laughs> storytelling?
1: That sounds like a really great topic for a future episode.
3: Okay, so novelization first, then the audiobook afterward.
1: Yeah. Got it's it. It's more like the oral storytelling of it.
3: Yes. Oh, shit, there's oral involved. We just opened oh up my a God. whole Ford, new page for
1: <laughs> save us.
2: All
3: right.
2: All right. Uh I uh, I'm going to recommend the movie uh Color Out of Space, uh directed by Richard Stanley, it's the newer one. I think there's been multiple adaptations of that. It's a uh, If you don't know, if you don't recognize the title, let's say Lovecraft adaptation. Um <laughs> there are woefully good Lovecraft adaptations that are actually any good. Um this is one of the good ones, uh starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> the one like,
0: oh, i wanted to watch this i that's one of my favorite short stories of his is it it's so good it's, it's good where, where yeah, it's thinking, pretty... how do you watch it
2: uh so i watched it on uh shutter which is like uh oh, i have it like yeah. as on amazon prime like add-on channel or whatever oh uh, you can get shutter yep. by itself too i think um so i think it's it's definitely streaming on shutter and maybe some other places maybe i'll look it up real quick but um yeah anyway it's pretty good it's not i mean it's not perfect it's got some issues but i thought it was it was really fun it's got some insane visuals to it and and nick cage putting in a obviously ridiculous performance as per usual um
1: so was it then the tone of it not necessarily like horror cosmic horror like it should be like is this like playful lovecraft um it's it's
2: definitely got the cosmic horror aspect to it um tone wise it is a little bit all over the place a little bit Hmm. but i think it's still it's still got the right kind of lovecraft vibe for kind of the the overarching kind of feel of the story, I'd say. It's funny that we
4: talked <laughs> For
1: about a Nicolas Cage Lovecraft yeah.
2: movie. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: It's funny that we talked about Annihilation earlier because I feel like it's got some inspiration from that story. Mm. The, like, yeah, the prismaticness, sort of... the gross prismaticness of it.
2: Yeah, alien thing kind of encroaching upon nature and, and corrupting all the stuff around it, sort of. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: And like Sorry. shimmering indescribable colors and all that kind of junk. Yeah. Yep. It's all in there. Cool.
2: Yeah. Color out of space.
0: Check it out. Nice. All well, right. Well, if I introduce at- the thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck. What just happened? <laughs> I thought
1: I was still in control.
0: Oh. We've
2: never talked over each other in this podcast before. We've ruined our perfect streak. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> Who are you? you Where go are ahead, you? Brendan.
0: Go ahead. Uh,
1: all right. All right. Uh, I'm at the Brendo on Twitter. Where can people find you guys? I'm at A. Mindler on Twitter. I am at Heckbringer
0: at Twitter.
2: And I'm on Twitter at Redhesion, also, adhesion.bandcap.com and soundcloud.com slash adhesion.
1: Cool. And as for the credits, uh, music in this episode is by Andrew Ford, and editing was by Andy Mindler.
4: Yay. Yeah.
1: We did it, guys. We That's made it. an episode.
0: We finished <laughs> it. Now we can all rest <laughs> forever.
1: Forever.
3: Like the horses for seven. And that days. was the last episode we ever made.
1: <laughs>
3: if that's we true.
4: Random.
1: I feel stuff. really bad. Yeah,
4: I
0: know. <laughs> no, I have. to Okay. Keep going. Goodbye. Good Thanks, night. guys. Bye. Good night. See you Sleep later. Tight. I love you.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> wow.